When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. You are now tuned in to the Fresh Air Channel, and you're listening to I Pray This Helps. It's been brought to my attention that a lot of believers don't know about or understand the concepts of very important Christian ideals, such as the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and the full armor of God. And some, like myself, have been taught about it, but never knew exactly how to apply it or even how it would apply to them. Like our brother, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know who does want us to be unaware? Our enemy, the devil. He wants us to remain blind to the authority and the power that has been given to us through Christ Jesus so that we are caught with our guard down when he tries to attack us. But guess what? You don't have to be defenseless or even weaponless. Our Lord has given us equipment to be protected and to fight back with while we're on the battlefield. And believe it or not, we're always on the battlefield. On this episode... I decided to record our small group's conversation on the full armor of God. We're in a three-part series about it, and this is part one. Now at times, they may sound distant, so it might take some turning the volume up and listening closely, but it's a great conversation nonetheless, so it's worth it. They were really happy about what we had talked about that night after it was over, and I pray you will be blessed as well. I'm Keith Roberson, and I pray this helps. Amen, 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 amen. It is it is a privilege and an honor to stand behind this sacred desk. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> then he leaning over it like this. I'm like, we know you tall, man. Get... I'm this is being recorded. I think oh, I probably, yeah, I'll probably just record all of these from that one. Like everything we do. Probably. Yeah. So, careful what you say. Now. Now, because there's a podcast going on. All right. Um, so, you guys know where we are. We're in our um, part three, which was originally a part two, but when uh, part three of our two part series. Um, the full armor of God. And so by now you should know that we're in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We'll start in verse 10. And we'll read all the way down to verse 19. And um, Henrietta, I've been um, imploring people or encouraging people, rather not begging people, encouraging people to uh, uh, take down um, the scriptures that we'll be going over today as they will come in handy. And uh, last week we talked about the full arm. Uh, we talked about the sword of the spirit, and which is the word of God. And so, why not bring up the word of God and talking about those things? So, so um, you should be there by now. Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. It says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God." So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers 
and the powers against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the evil in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness, the mystery of the gospel. Um, I just would like to say it's good to have um, Stephen back and um, Karis back and I'm good to see Henrietta and, and I mean, it's, and David back. It's good to see everybody. And when you all aren't here, there is definitely a void. I mean, every last single one of y'all. And um, as we go around and as we share with one another, like that is a piece of our body. Like when they're, when they're not here, that is a piece of our body that is missing and we aren't working at full capacity. I mean, and so I love to hear, hear the Holy Spirit speak through all of you. And so kind of miss those that's those past couple of Sunday or Tuesdays where we weren't able to like just go around and like just really expound and pontificate in certain moments. In certain moments. In certain moments. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So um, some of you were here for the first one, others were here for the second, and um, you're all here for the third. So um, let's do a quick recap. So, um, so what are the, uh, what's the full armor of God? Anybody, you can just rattle it off. Helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. Yeah. Did y'all say the shield of faith? Yes. Somebody did? Okay. Belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, or having your feet shot with preparation of the gospel of peace. Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Now, um, we could go around the room for this. What article of armor stood out to you most during this series? The shield of faith. The shield of faith, why? Um, for two reasons. One, um, because I learned that and I didn't know that in another study. Two, um, that faith faith is actually one of the yeah. Like to have, you know, have like some people can have faith, mm-hmm. but then some people got like crazy faith. Mm-hmm. Like, look at it. Like, you just talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in in Columbia. Because 
for salvation because you have to have faith to even have salvation. Yeah, I think faith plays. I mean, just the, the word, you know, that definitely is how you have your faith. Mm-hmm. But you don't have faith. Right? Anybody else? What article of armor stood out to you most? The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. But clearly, um, after having all the full armor of God, but coming against any lies. Also the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, been in the season for the past 
about a year or so before I've been to a lot of spiritual growing. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen the fruit of that, just spiritual battles. So I feel like um, my hand is, like when I memorize the scripture, like my hand is always on the floor. Mm-hmm. So when I stop memorizing it, you know, it's definitely um, easier to lose those spiritual battles. And mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit's so faithful to remind me of the word. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, even, you know, when I'm not necessarily trying to think about it, you know, he'll just remind remind me of it. Um, helps me to win certain battles. Amen. Still definitely far from perfect. Um, but definitely not as bad as I could be. Amen. Because of the Amen. Glory to God. I think I think it's super dope to know. Um, so Matt, okay, yeah, we're in um. Ephesians 6, yeah, we're talking about the full armor of God. Um, I think it's dope to know that, like, dang, we don't just have to be on the defense all the time. You know what I mean? And just be like, oh, like, because everybody, like, not everybody, but a lot of people, they like to give the enemy more than what he's, more than what he's doing. It's like, yeah, he's powerful, but he's not all powerful, okay? Nowhere near all powerful. God is all powerful, and we have God on our side. But not only that. God is like, yeah, here's something to fight back with. Like you can you can wage war as well and you can win. Not only and like not not only will like like it's kinda like an unfair fight, if you will. Like you, you like you use this sword, it's a wrap. You put on this armor, it's a wrap. Um So let's do this. Um real quick, what is the belt of truth for? Just one person. What is it for? The belt of truth holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Any absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and like when you think about this armor, you can think about it on you and like picture actually what is actually guarding. I mean, that can help as well. So, mm-hmm. Peace. Having your feet shot. Preparation of the gospel of peace. It always gets you. I don't know. Never heard of it. 
What you reading? The New World? <laughs> you reading New World, translate? Like? Okay. The New World. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to put it past you. I ain't going to put it past you. <laughs> I think whenever I think of it, for some reason, I always think back to I think they were talking about uh, yeah, but, but it's like happier, like the best thing is like the blessed are the feet, blessed. So like that's good. I forgot to bring that, that up. Praise God. It's always like for me when I see shoes of peace, is like that's the first thing that always comes to my head. It's just like the peace, the peace of God. Once you hear the word of God, it just kind of calms you and like restores you and like it just brings this unimaginable like thing of just where you don't understand where it's coming from but it just restores you to where you just need to be balanced yeah absolutely and this may be real crazy but your feet are really sensitive uh-huh they're like a sensitive part of your body <laughs> and so like if anything like like you stub your toe you're gonna really feel it right and so I just feel like this shoes of peace is there for just protection and to walk in like yeah. Why are you talking like we're not doing a, a Bible study? <laughs> what you mean? I'm talking about in the, in the kitchen. Oh, I was like, you're getting my Yeah, no, just talking just like we're not doing no Bible study. Go ahead, Angel. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely, that's a great point. A lot, like I think mostly. Oh, damn, we have a doctor in the house. Yeah, so aren't mostly your nerves in your feet? No, no, where it? Where it? No, I think most of your nerves are in. Then your back. Where it? On your privates or where most of your nerves. That's where most of your nerves are. What do the feet affect? Thought ahead. Forget I said it. I'm gonna keep moving on. Angel, I'm with you. No, but with that being said, like if you ever look at war, they always make sure that people's feet stay dry and that their feet are protected. Why? Because if like even with your big toe, it throws off your entire balance if you have a your foot. So absolutely, if you are walking with the shoes of peace and you're bringing the gospel forward, a lot of people can come. You know, like we look at. Um, what good is it for you to prophesy if you're not coming out of love? You know what I'm saying? So if we are not actually going to pursue peace and we're walking in peace, then there's no point of us even trying to do this. Like, what are we standing for if we're not actually trying to proclaim peace to people and standing in that peace in the midst of calamity? Yeah, one of the things you mentioned about the gospel was that they have nails in the bottom to do study. Absolutely. So the gospel just um Preaching it to ourselves every day mm-hmm. reminds us of our identity Christ Amen. and keeps us st- stable in Exactly. Because when you don't have peace, you're wavering which yeah. and whichever way. You know what I mean? Um, so what is the shield of faith for? I want to I wanna keep moving. We got a lot to get through. Shield of faith. Watch those fiery darts. Yeah. It's our biggest defensive slash offensive weapon. In the sense of, you can't keep taking blows just to your body. Eventually, the armor is going to fall apart. But with something bigger and stronger that is designed to take on those mm-hmm. blows consistently, mm-hmm. you can kind of defend yourself more often yeah. um, against attack. It's your, it's your, fir- go ahead. It's your first line of defense. Yeah. I mean, so 
before you get into all the other the other things. You know what I mean? Like it's no, I have faith. You know what I mean? Like and I have faith. So these lies and all that, all of this stuff that is happening, these fiery darts that can represent distractions. Usually, that's sometimes what it means. Um, representing distractions and stuff like that. It's like okay, I see this stuff happening. I'm gonna put it out with faith. Like this might be what is. This might be what is factual, but it's not always what's true. Fact and truth. Are, oh, thank you. Lord. Fact, <laughs> fact and truth are two different things. Something can be factual, but that doesn't necessarily make it true about something, right? So, um, let me just because I tried to go into physical and y'all saw I jacked up. So let me just stay in the spirit, right? <laughs> right? So, um, like picture David um, when um, you know God had told. David, that he was going to be king, that he was the king of Israel. But you saw Saul reigning for like, what, 20 plus more years or whatever. But God didn't, that was factual. But what was true was that David was king. You know what I mean? And so that is our first line of, of, of defense where we're not worried about what may be going on around us. Now, faith is the subject, faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. The helmet of salvation. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> so it's been said that um, some that uh, it's battlefield. They think there's always you always you constantly have to battle. So you battle with doubt a lot. <laughs> God really say not to eat the pearl what you eat. God really say not to do that. So those kinds of things. So I think faith kind of shield to face those challenges. Yeah. Like when you're in your time of solitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whether it's you doubting yourself or the enemy or Maybe things people and people, it may not even be the devil, just other people, mm-hmm. image bearers who mm-hmm. sometimes believers or non believers, maybe you know, said things to people that whatever, doubt God or whatever the case may be. So faith says, you know, God, 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 is, God, will, God will take care of me, God will take me, God loves me, mm-hmm. God, God is good, you know. Amen. Faith says, God will work together all things. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Sword of the Spirit. I know we just talked about it, but different context. Or what is it for? But with that said, um, maybe two people, if you're willing to share. Um, In what ways have you experienced the enemy attacking a specific area in your life? Um, might even might even be, even if you want to think about it like this, like he's attacking my breastplate, or he's trying to attack my shield, or he's or he's trying to attack um my feet, my you know like what area do you feel? You know what I mean, um, in what ways have you experienced the enemy attacking a specific area or a specific article of armor? However you want to look at it, and um. How are you fighting back? So it's not so much about what's happening, because as we know, the evil day is going to happen. It's more than one day. There, 
will come evil days. So how are you fighting back? And remember, this is for us as well. Like, oh man, like they're fighting back in this way. Oh man. I'll say for me, I don't know if this answers your question entirely. I think for me, like, and for most of us, I would say, like, you know, like certain issues we have in our lives are spiritually, physically, mentally extreme. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a stronghold or, like, Paul talked about the thorn in the flesh, right? just be that mm-hmm. type of thing where I think a lot of times if we're not careful or attacked by the enemy, cause us to put so much emphasis on that and lose sight of just certain areas in our lives that we're actually strong in and then all it takes is a little yeast for the wine. So if you're not careful, the enemy will slowly start to eat away um, mm-hmm. some of those really strong areas in your life where you just neglected time. And then just yeah, you might be weak and even whatever. I agree. So how are you fighting back? Oh that was that was a question? Yes. So so, yes, we understand that war is going to be waged against us. You know what I mean? And so and we know that, yeah, he's he's pricking that stuff day in and day out from time to time. Oh, If you don't have it, I mean, yeah, but I more so how are you fighting back? You know what I mean? That's really what, it, what it's about. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so just in this current state, Especially with the passing of my um, my guy's um, brother, mm-hmm. um, just really sitting with the family and just having a lot of candid conversations <clears throat> where people are trying to find you know their faith in it, and just knowing that being distracted by <coughs> the fiery dart and like literally mm-hmm. I just been reciting like the putting on the full armor of God um, since Friday, like mm-hmm. every time it happens because it's literally like a distraction. Of like look over here, look over here, look over here, mm-hmm. and just trying to have uh, just keeping God uh, forward. So literally every time there's a distraction, getting back on path of you know this is the word of God. So every single doubt that is rising up in my mind of like oh you should have did more, you should have been here, you should have um, been able to give this, like you should have done this thing. Oh well, if God is true, then why would He let this happen to them? this person, you know, mm-hmm. and even taking those moments and doing the research on um, answers that I don't know of like saying, you know what, let me go to the word of God for that. So taking out, blocking it first off with, you know, um, faith and like, well, I know that God is faithful and I know that God is true, but then also coming back with the word, the sword of saying, according to his word, you know, thus saith the Lord, you know what I mean? And just having that to stand on. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. So um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And so um, I think, let me, I don't want to be dogmatic in this, but um. A part of the full arm of God would be definitely prayer. Like, and that is how you put that thing on, is with prayer. Okay? Um, like, I, I, you know, I even tried to, I didn't even try to tell y'all, I told y'all. Like, in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, pray for the full arm of God. Like, ask the Lord, look, like, remind, like, 
got it's first of all, it's not even yours. You know what I mean? It's the Lord's that He gives you to fight this stuff. You know what I mean? And um, and for some of us, some of us are attacked when we go into sleep. Some of us are attacked throughout the day. And I mean, some of us, all of it, at some point in given time. Um, but we have to pray for that thing. Why? 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 Why do we pray? Because that shows that we have a need outside of ourselves that we cannot fulfill ourselves. We cannot put this stuff on by ourselves. We can't. We need help to put it on. Um, we need the Lord to put it on. So when it says, when you read um, this passage, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. What comes to your mind? What do you think about? Like what sticks out to you rather? Out? Let me uh, refine my question. Community, responsible siblings. Yeah. Any particular phrase that might stick out to you? What's up? <laughs> the, the reminders to always be praying. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's kind of a thing that Paul always holds on to very tightly with the importance of prayer. Um, I think because even when you think of the spiritual armor, how you've been talking about it, like, I mean, it's not us. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it's because of God's grace towards us. Um, many times we kind of find ourselves. Mm. We are trusting ourselves. Mm. Hey, I've been saved for a lot of times, therefore I got to a place where I can do anything because I ain't even started. Mm. (laughs) He who began that work, and so um, when we kind of truly understand Mm -hmm. that He's the one who does that work within us, um, we humble ourselves. But then that kind of takes away that that allows for that community to, to. it really be real, mm. but it says that community is able to be real is because of our humility, because of the fact that nobody has like a haughty eye or a haughty attitude towards anybody else. Like, we're all on the same level. Like nobody's better than anybody else. Like we all Christians together. Like and we gotta walk this out together. Mm. So um, that's really what kind of sticks out to me, which is the continual uh, necessary kind of need of prayer. Absolutely, right. amen. Yeah, I think of protection too. Like when it says making supplication for it also reminds me of it in First John um, five or sixteen, where he talks about uh, we know that everyone who is born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who is born of God protects him, mm. and the evil one does not touch him. So somehow God uses our prayers mysteriously to protect us. Mm. So um, making supplication for all the saints is a form of God uses us to protect each other. Yeah, absolutely, the power of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I've had many instances in my family where my aunties are one of the biggest prayer warriors I know but still have stories of where like she was literally God woke her up like at midnight and said yo pray about that mm-hmm. and then like maybe like a month transpired and then it actually played out and then it's like thought came back to mind like oh this is what God woke me up so mm-hmm. you're right like, God you um, absolutely absolutely well um Let's start here. What's the difference between, because there's a distinction here. What's the difference between prayer and petitioning God? What's the difference between simply praying to God? Listen to my words, simply, the operative word being simply praying to God and petitioning slash supplicating to God. What's the difference? (laughs) 
think it's in Luke actually when when I think Luke chapter six when he says when whoever knocks and then another one translation I think the Amplified says knock is keep on knocking ask continue to ask so in the sense of petition you know prayer could be like this may be an immediate need like you know pray about this. petitioning is like you you said like we're needy like continue going to God not in humble. God help my unbelief and help me to know that you are gonna meet this need by continually praying. Mm-hmm. I think petition is more like you're doing more than just praying about it. Like you're fasting about it, you're researching like scripture about it. You know, you're genuinely seeking God about something. You're not just oh, I mean, yes, you're definitely praying about it. You're definitely, you know. Um, Seeking God, but you're doing more than praying. Like, okay, let me research this. Let me find this. You know, I mean, of course, you, you know, um, yeah. That's it. So I looked up the word petition and it has to do with as a formal request. So I think, in terms of related to prayer, petition is more, I guess, if you had there, it's more, it would be more like, Bringing your needs before bring me bringing an issue before you before the, you guys the altar, you know, bringing it before the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, making it known to everybody. Hey, this is the prayer request I've got. That's how we pray about this issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like it's kind of just the will of God. Like prayer, you know the will of God. Like, you know, God says in his word, boom, mm. boom, 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 mm. But petition, it's like, God, this person is sick. Mm. I'm praying, I'm petitioning on their behalf mm. that you will heal them. I'm praying that, but even if you don't, because it may be a will, it may not be a will, this may take them from this life to the next one. Mm-hmm. All right, this one could bring them uh, back to full health. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, so it's like, for me, mm. I just think of it through the concept of God, prayer, I know the will of God, I can pray the will of God, mm-hmm. scripture, scripture says this, scripture says this, scripture says this, scripture says this, but then when it comes to, like, petitioning, it's like, God, well, you said in your words, so it could end up being like this, it could be as far as what we consider humanly favorable, mm-hmm. or can be humanly unfavorable, mm-hmm. like as far as what it is that we're desiring, or what we're seeking after. Like, what, yeah, what gets brought to my mind when you say all of that is the dichotomy between Jesus just simply praying in the garden and Jesus sweating blood yeah. in the garden. Yeah, if it be your will, let this yeah. cup pass for me. You know what I thought about when you said that too is right after David had his visit with Nathan and he went into strict fast and wouldn't eat, his servants was afraid to move him and petitioning God. And then when they were like, yo, your son is dead, he was just like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, not like he was just like, all right, he'll click and nothing like that. But he's like, yo, God's will is done and let's move forward. You know what I mean? And that's just a powerful expression of that. I think one of the things, whenever I picture petition, it's kind of like, I always think back to old times of like, whenever people, like with the kings and servants and everything, and you had, he had his ruling body and then people will come to him, bring in their issues and all this stuff and the king mm-hmm. for time to be in his presence so they can tell him, yo, this is what's going on, this is what I need you to do, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So whenever I, whenever it says petition, it's like staying, and it's like, I don't know, the Bible says something about even an evil king will not see somebody continuously knocking and knocking and knocking and read, asking and asking and asking. Read you know, Luke, Luke 18, chapter 1, one through 8. 
Luke 18, verse 1-8. Right. And he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Nor there was a, uh, nor there, now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he, would, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, like to me, that's and just showing the sovereignty of God. And I know that this is a huge theology debate about the sovereignty of God, when to start, when to stop, but not to get into that whole thing. But like, yo, Lord, if it's just 100 people, then spare everybody. You feel me? And it's just like, all right, people down there. All right, cool. If it's just one person, you feel me? And God just being like, all right, because like God literally said, I'm about to kill everybody. And it's just like, all right, cool. If I just can find this group of people, couldn't find those people. And it's like, all right, what about if I just find one person would you spare? And God was like, find that one person. You feel me? Like, and that just that petition with God. And that brings into the sorry, sorry. But it brings into the thing of saying all prayers, which is mm. like for me, mm. me, it just brings that term of why he put it there. So much importance to me is like all prayers. In other words, Pray everything. Keep praying. It's just like whatever pops in mind, just say it. It's just like whatever it is. If my sign crazy with somebody else, that's like, so you and God is just like say it. It's that's like, so just, good, just bro. That's not preached enough. That is so good. Like you cannot pray wrong, like because the Lord will fix your prayers. And like pray whatever you're gonna pray. Take it to the Lord. Take it to Him. Yes. To what Chris was saying, um, in regards, who was that? Was that Abraham? Yeah, that was Abraham. Spare the city. Yes. Yeah. So, that, yeah, to save his cousin, right? So when you think about that, God called him up there. God called Come him up now, there. Yeah. He's like, he's like, look, I'm gonna tell you my plans. I'm about to, I'm about to smash everything, and. Because he knew his heart. Yeah. I want you to come up here. Mm-hmm. I want you to change my mind, if you will. I want, that's why the Bible says, and the Lord repented. As a kid, you're like, God, what did God do? God sinned. It's like, no, God repenting in that sense, because God never sins. It was, it was a changing of his mind. He changed his mind. But if you really look at it, he wanted his mind to be changed. Like, yo, give me a reason not to. He's like, yo, he's like, yo, if there's, if you can find a hundred people, he was like, he was like, dang, I ain't going to find, I know that, I know that, he's like, God ain't about to find a hundred. Yeah, how about 50? He's like, yo, if, there, if there's 50, I'll do it. He's like, man, how about 10? 
He couldn't even find ten though. But the point was like God really wanted to. He really wanted to do it. So it's like, yo, come to me. Like prayer matters. It matters so much. And oh my goodness, I can't. just wants to show his father he loves. That's why things like that are recorded because he wants to show. I love you. I'm relational. I want to hear your prayers. Yes. Like another example of that is, he wants us to pray big too. Don't pray That's little prayers. That's good. Pray something big. That's good. And if he has to, you have to come back, right? Like you do that. Mm-hmm. Pray big. Don't um, come to him with these little bitty prayers. Let's see what God can do with. Yeah. You know. See, and I think to your point too, Darren. Um, and to the 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 boldness that we pray, the big questions that we ask of God in prayer is um, is totally on dependence. That's yeah. that's what it's about. Is literally yeah. going to God because. Mm-hmm. In God showing his fatherly love, he is saying to us that you have free will and you choose to come to me to right. solve your issue instead of saying, oh, God can't yeah. do anything about yeah. this, so why even bother him with this or whatever right. the case may be, whatever we cook up in our mind mm-hmm. that we shouldn't burden God with our prayer. And God is saying, no, like, <laughs> come to me. Come to show me. show you my love continuously come to in me. these situations. And yeah. even like you said, uh, like, me sitting across a woman that is, uh, like, Faith has been made so so dope this this week. Praise God! But send across a woman that son answering killed. my question. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Nah, her son, <laughs> her son took his own life, and her saying like, "Yo, like my dad is still in charge." You know what I mean? Like no matter what happened, my dad is still in charge. Like no matter how many times we pray, and it doesn't seem like it goes in our favor. Like God is in ultimate control of all of it. You know, and just hearing that and in a moment of grieving, it's just like, God, Lee, like to stand on that. You know what I mean? And just knowing that while the devil was trying to shout, like um, I believe it's in Proverbs that wisdom shouts out and uh, a noisy, uh, I, I believe they say marketplace, but in a noisy um, street, um, but wisdom shouts out. And literally saying, like, at the end of all of this and during this and the beginning of this, God is still faithful through all of this. So. Just slashing those darts down and saying, like, yo, it's not even a thing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think this is a. It's not in my notes, but um, it's a. Uh, a book that I was reading was an audio book I was listening to. I'll be honest. It's not though. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, in the book, it's called um, a prayer, uh, <clears throat> a prayer filled life. I think is is what it's called. 
It's a great book. <clears throat> um, and he was saying one of his points was if the enemy cannot stop your prayers through, if he can't stop you from praying, he'll try to dull your prayers with cynicism. Right. And so, like, well, not dull, like what you're actually like the power of the prayer, but dull you from praying from like, you know, when you bring up doubt and stuff like that, it's like, well, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to stop praying. But what are the chances that he's going to do it? You know what I mean? And so, like, just remember that when you're petitioning the Lord. You know what I mean, and how amazing it is that we can actually like petition the Lord <laughs> to begin with. And like the thing, the thing to take away in the scripture that um, Galici read was, is like, yo, how much is God willing to do it? You know what I mean? So it's not just like, I'll do it. Like I'll, he's not doing it begrudgingly. It's like, remember, I say this all the time to y'all. Like the Lord, um, there's a scripture, and I don't know it offhand anymore, but it is written, as Jesus says, it is written that. Um, says he will accomplish, he will establish all that concerns us he will establish all that concerns us there's nothing that doesn't con- there's nothing that concerns us that he's like you you still worried about that we off that you know, like God ain't like that he's like yo I know you care about it I care about it too probably care about it more than you do you know and so he is always there and always willing to to he inclines his ear to us. Isaiah 65, I think it is, um, where it talks about before we call, he will answer. Before he, before we call, he will answer. And while we are praying, he hears us. Like, that's the type of God that we serve. That is the type of God that we serve. Where it's not just this thing of, like, all right, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do that? Then I ain't it. You know what I mean? Like, how many times, like, we wanted to go to someplace like Six Flags Great Adventure, right? Or, or I'm from Jersey. Six Flags. And um hmm? it is. No, no. No. No, Great Adventure is in Jersey. That's yeah. 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 Right. I'm like, I'm not worried about that. That's not my concern. But I hate <laughs> Thank you, sir. I was just Over Georgia for, for Scott and everybody who likes Over Georgia. Awesome, right? Inclusion. Inclusion. Um, and so. And so, like, how many times, like, our parents might not want to do something that day? It's like, did you clean your room? But well, I ain't going to know did you clean your room. <laughs> did, did you vacuum this? Well, we ain't going to vacuum. Did you fold your sock? You don't want to go. It's like, God is not, God is not like that. He is, <laughs> love our parents, you know what I mean? But he is the perfect parent in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he gives good gifts. He gives good gifts. Um, he knows our prayers before we even ask. Before we even ask, and, and he still wants to hear us. Absolutely, amen. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I am saying crazy, but um, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could have asked of him. for justice, the widow never gave up in seeking help from the unjust judge. In our quest for victory, we must never give up in seeking help 
from our perfect God. The command to pray always is not to say that we must. Okay, so I'm I'm skipping to a whole nother point. I was going to ask, what does it mean to pray unceasingly? I think in in part we like we all pretty much answered that. Um, the command to pray always is not to say that we must be in a continuous, unceasing dialogue with God with every second of every day. Rather, we must develop a connection to God, one that is maintained through regular prayer, Bible study, and a godly lifestyle. Like some people, like you can have a posture of prayer. You know what I mean? Like just, it's like, you know, how some people, they're like, man, you just, just so peaceful. It's like, yo, what, is, what does the Bible say? I meditate on your word day and night. You know what I mean? Just meditating on, on, on the, on the word of God, um, where, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I know I'm going to jack it up, but it's Psalm. I think it's one Oh, some. Yeah. When he's talking about, I love your, he said, I love your precepts. It is my meditation all the day. Then Psalm 119. See, that's what I need y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like, come, come. <laughs> the, the command to pray always is not to say that we must, I read that. Um, rather, we must develop a connection to God, one that is maintained through regular prayer, Bible study, so on and so forth, that allows us to instantly come before our God in prayer in times of distress and need. Like sin keeps us, what loves to keep us away from God. You know what I mean? How often, like whenever you, whenever you sin, whenever you sin, <laughs> um, that you're like, man, I, now I can't do this because I just did that. You know what I mean? Dang, now I can't do this because I can't do that. And I... So I get what Pastor Dahadi says when it's when he says it's not the fight against um um sin, it's the fight against isolation. Because yeah. sin causes isolation. And it's like, yeah, I want to keep you isolated from God. I want to keep you isolated from God's people. I want to keep you isolated from the promises, from the truth of God, all of that type of stuff. Because he knows when you leave the 99 and you by yourself, that's when you're susceptible. I was watching this video uh the other day. Of this lion, it was surrounded by twenty hyenas. It was surrounded by twenty hyenas. Yeah. What? I don't think you watched the same video. You talking when the hyenas attacked the lion? Yeah. Bro, that's a lion, man. Yeah. Did you watch it? Because <laughs> this is what happened. So they were surrounding him, and they were they were starting to attack. Absolutely. They were starting. They were starting to attack, and then. And then another lion came out of nowhere. So one, it was susceptible. But two, they was like, man, we can't even do anything. Because the, um, the narrator, he was like, two lions are just too much for 20 hundred. Yeah, I think we didn't watch the same video because it was a victorious ending. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's the, like, think about it from a scriptural standpoint. One, one can cast, um, one can cast out uh, 10,000, can set 10,000 a flight. Two, uh, one can one can set a thousand a flight. Two can set ten thousand a flight. You know what I mean? Huh? This guy just be like, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yep. His man think your man. Like his own thing. Your thought. I was still trying to put that math together. Right. Uh-huh. That don't work. Yeah. This, this is maybe not directly related to um just what you're talking about, but I think I was listening to the sermon. On the Sundays I wasn't here when the Hadi, um, I think he was preaching from Second Corinthians ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was the idea of just giving and how everything belongs to God. The comment that he made to me is tough. 
And once we realize that God isn't on our attention, He owns a hundred percent. Every decision is spiritual. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like certain things in my life, I'm like, do I really have to pray about that? Like, I know what the Bible says about this, but like, in a way, like God wants me to bring that to Him because that reassures, confirms what I believe in Him and strengthens my faith. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah, everything is a spiritual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think we'd be fooling ourselves to believe that we're not spiritual beings ourselves and that we're not. Because, um, first of all, that's when the enemy can, or he tries to get us to fight on his battlefield, which is in the natural. Because, like I said, he can't win if we're in the spiritual. If we're fighting from a spiritual standpoint, because we are seated, we are seated in heavenly places with the Lord. We are not just human beings; we are spiritual beings as well. And that is where that's where we can fight. It's like, nope, you're trying to get me to worry about these bills. You're trying to get me to worry about um, the kids. You're trying to get me to worry about this door. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're trying to get me to worry about this stuff. I'm not there. I'm not worried about these fiery darts. I'm staying. I'm staying in peace. I'm fighting with faith. I have on my breastplate of righteousness. I'm not taking it off because it's true. So on and so forth. You know what I mean? I think, Absolutely. I think for me, going back to the armor, mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying. I think for me, I feel like I'm on autopilot sometimes. When you're in autopilot, you don't have to use the armor. You don't have to use the sword. You don't have to use the shield. I think that's one of the lies. Mm. You just got to just keep going and you don't have to be and that's to yeah, that's to Matt's point. That was to Matt's point earlier when he was saying like when like you didn't put this stuff on yourself. Like you need him <laughs> to, for yeah. for all of this stuff. Yeah. Whatever that thing is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like doubt, whether it's security, whatever it is, right? Whatever thought coming in. Mm-hmm. So I think being active, being forward, using the. I think he's just. Like, well, you don't need it. Mm. Absolutely, or, I do. Like, oh, I'm strong enough. I can do this. Like, oh, oh, I can watch this. Or, oh, yeah. I can do this. Or, oh, oh, that's fine. And then it might not be, might not be that day, but a few days later, he's like, dang, I done failed and did this. Oh, amazing. Because you let that in your spirit, and then mm. it might have took a few days or something, or it might maybe even that night, you know? Things like where, yes, to put that guard down of, of, we put that. We already talked about it, and, and Kalichi mentioned it in our first meeting when I asked the question or posed the question of, what is the opposite of the full armor of God? And it's pride. It is self righteousness. It's like I don't. Let me not put this on. I'm I'm straight, and that's why the Bible says like when it talks about like yo, go to your brother and address him about this sin. It's like, but be careful. Lest you fall into that same sin yourself. Like, don't go to them like, oh, man. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you was like me, you would have fell into that. And it's like, no, because I'm susceptible to the same sin. Why? Because although I am a spiritual being, I am a fleshly being as well in the natural. Um, That's why. 
the flesh is um, hostile towards the spirit? This might be a provocative question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take a stab. So I was raised in, uh, mm. it, I guess it, for people who have different church traditions they grew up in, if you were raised in the, just the charismatic tradition, like I was Pentecostal, mm-hmm. it always was associated with like, speaking in tongues. Um, uh, but but I, I um, had to get into a theological debate. Mm-hmm. I, I take a more broad view I take on that. I think it's just um, praying as the as the spirit leads you, and it doesn't have to be in a tongue, in an in a unknown tongue or whatever. Although it could be that, but I don't think it has to. Be. Because we're all um, temples of the spirit, and, and the spirit can can operate and can speak to us without and can can guide our um, our prayers without us having to speak in a tongue. And, and if you and if you're not sure about what the, you know, with the, I think Christ's example of how to pray when the disciples asked him, so he said, "This is how you pray." You know, he, and he talks about God. So he starts off with God's sovereignty, Father in heaven, mm-hmm. how it be your name. He talks about the kingdom coming, how God's will should be first, God's will done, heaven and earth. And he mm-hmm. says, you know, it talks about getting the word daily in our in our lives and and forgiving those who. Um, Sin against us, just like we want God to forgive us when we do wrong, and, and asking for God to keep us. And I think Amen. that's a great prayer in the spirit. Amen. 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 Anybody with a less politically correct answer? Like, I'm just kidding. That was the. Well, I, was I the, agree, and that's kind of my. Well, my my experience growing up is kind of different. I grew up in, and then like. <laughs> How you gonna ask and then get mad when you give an answer? I don't even read. Right, it's very structured, but we don't believe in like the Virgin Mary and all this. It's pretty much we literally go by bulletin, like you know. Anyways, so I that was like my experience, like ten years, and then Pentecostal kind of have. I absolutely agree hundred percent what you said, but I think something I've always uh, thought about was scripture in Jude one twenty six. Um, it says, "But you, my dear friends, are building yourself up in, in your most holy faith and mm-hmm. praying in the Spirit." So I feel like, in a way, like you know, that shouldn't be like a stumbling block. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't like. There's there's more to like. Like prayer should, I mean, the spirit should unite us, and I think that's what I mentioned, like controversial in the sense that it's the most dividing thing in in, our, in, in Christianity, like just whether or not you pray in the spirit or whatever. But I feel like there's certain benefits of you praying in the spirit. And I think it's more like it should just you and your personal walk with the Lord, like you says, building up your most holy faith. What does that mean, like <laughs> most holy faith? Like, how do you even come to that? I think that's just in a way like a mystery that we don't know, but like you pray in the spirit. Like maybe there's like another like elevation of your faith that you're 
you're standing and you're walking towards it. I think it is encouraged, but it shouldn't be a stumbling block. Whether you look down upon it, Whether you do what or don't do what? Whether or not you pray, um, Jesus Christ says, praying in the Spirit. Well, the Bible says you should pray in the Spirit. So you mean like a certain form of praying in it? Right. Okay. Like, yeah, like what Stephen said. Okay. Yeah, yeah like I grew up. Uh, Everybody's set claiming over here today. That's nice. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I saw you say, he said, I grew up Pentecostal. You was like, <laughs> I was like okay. okay. Baptist in the house. Right. I went to Trey Lane Baptist Church. <laughs> It's like two people ain't coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Jonathan, the gang capital of Chicago. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> like, Wait, man, go ahead. Can I get a definition? Well, I thought, were you about to speak to that? Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I wasn't going to say the definition, but I know the definition. Were you going to give something that gave. Um, Clarity to us, or like something that might um, help us better understand what it means to pray in the spirit. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, will that help us in our journey on yes. praying? Yes. 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 Okay. I mean, it's helping me. Absolutely. Amen. Um, okay, so I told some of y'all the stories before, but um. So when I was at 19, I was at church, and um, so I grew up that church. I grew up going to, you know, Pentecostal or whatever, and they felt like, you know, you didn't speak in tongues, you That was just, uh, yeah, basically. And so, I mean, I never, I didn't never, I don't know. Okay, so when I was like 19, I was at church, and this was, uh, it was a Baptist church or something like that. Um, the pastor was like, oh, you know, let's, it was like the end of service. He's like, you know, well, let's just give God like three more minutes of praise. And so next thing I know, like I'm praying and I felt like it was like an out of body experience. Like I felt like I was just like watching myself. I was on the ground. I was like this. I was on the ground and I'm just, my mouth was just going, just going. And I like, I couldn't stop. And it just, it just was going. Um, ever since then, I've always, like, felt different. Like, I've always, like, when I, I felt like God had a hand on my life when I was younger, but I felt like he really had a hand on my life after that. Mm-hmm. Like, and not saying that I feel like how people, oh, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't feel like that was, like, me getting the Holy Spirit. I feel like you have that way, but um, I don't know. That's just my experience ever since then. It's just that's it's just been like that for me, and sometimes I can't really control it when I'm praying, like uh, you know, like as far as like like speaking in tongues or something like that. It's not something I just can be like, oh, let me do it now. I mean, I you you can fake it and do it, or you know, I mean, we be shondo, and I, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not like like when you're like really like the spirit is like really moving inside you. Like it's not something you can just like be like, oh, you know, like let me fake this or whatever. But I said all that to say, um, but I I said all that to say that because you said what was like what's the difference or something. Like what was that? Yeah, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was like a, I, for me, I always felt like I'm praying about something that's maybe happening in the future. Maybe I'm praying for somebody that, you know, is going through something. Like, that's how I always felt, because, you know, they was like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're saying. But I felt like God know what I'm saying. And I know that, like, some people preach, uh, like, you're speaking directly to God or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just always felt. It was just a higher level of what, um, what I'm, what I'm praying. Let me let me, let me uh, just real quick throw something. Go back to your question. That's why I think when I was spoke earlier, I said it's kind of controversial because the church. It's one of those things that it, there's not. I guess there's you could say there's. There's not really like this, but it depending on your background, those from the. Classical Pentecostal tradition generally would say it, it means associated with speaking in tongues, and, and and those who aren't that those who don't Christians who don't speak in tongues would, would disagree with that. So kind of what I was trying to say is it, it can be a that can be a form of it. Yeah. In tongues too, but I don't I don't think it's limited to that, and that's not. Yeah. And I think even if you read yeah. Jude, it doesn't say you have to speak in tongues when it says you need to pray in the spirit because. People are led by the, you're a Christian. Again, you're a temple of the Spirit. The Spirit's in you. He's going to do a work in you whether you speak in tongues or not. He's going to convict you of sin. He's going he's gonna to challenge you to come up. He's going to bring scriptures back to your memory. He's going to lay it in your heart to share the gospel. He's going to, he may, even when they're sharing the gospel, you, you could be um, led to say things by the Spirit. None of that requires you to speak in tongues. So, yeah. I guess what you're saying is kind of misinterpreted. Throughout different contexts or churches, what that means, because in my mind, like when I hear for the years I grew up in church, when I hear praying in spirit, like gravitate to like speaking in tongues, where that can. Where I see a problem, and I'll, and I'll mm-hmm. stop after this. I know. I, where I see a problem with with that, and I'm not saying is is right on everything. Where I see a problem with having grown up Pentecostal, spent a long time in it. Is I, I feel like there's a tendency to kind of come in and you with that with that kind of thing. I, I just seems to me like there's a tendency to divide. It's almost like dividing Christians into classes. These people can be led by the Spirit, but these people can't. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I don't think that's 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 God honoring. Yes. Yes. So, so just I'm gonna give an overall. Go ahead. And then also, if so, what what it what about children? Is are they technically speaking in the spirit? Well, like children. The children of a certain age, kind of they when they pray. And when they are, there's like, 
there's a limit or there's like a certain age before. Yeah. And so they can pray. And I think that's why the Bible says, like, because when they pray, it's just like full on. I feel whenever I pray with little kids, there's a little pureness in like when they're just praying. And at least that's just. And if the Spirit's in you. Y'all want me to answer? Pray outside. (laughs) This all goes with the Lord. No, I hear. Oh my goodness! So I think number one. Well, not number one, but let me try to tackle this first. Um, I think sometimes, like when we look at kids, we don't always look at kids as like sinful little beings. Like you're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. So like, <laughs> so if you're not if you're not a Christian, there is yes there, and if. You know, for one, I got saved when I was four. You know what I mean? So I was praying to God at four years old on. You know what I mean? But there's another four-year-old that, like, just stealing cookies out of the cookie jar, lying and all of that type of stuff, you know, putting Legos under his brother's bed or something. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Going to sin, shaping in iniquity. You know what I mean? If they're not praying in the spirit, like, if they're not you know what I mean? First of all, why would they pray? But that's a whole nother thing. I guess that's sort of like a case-by-case case thing. It's like believer, non-believer. You know what I mean? Like that's it's as simple as that. And I don't think we I don't think we break it up as like, oh well, they're kids, so they're they're and they just came from heaven, so they're like still next to God. Nah. Nah. Um, um dang. David said David asked, what is the definition of did you want to know my my definition? Because I don't because I think it's kind of like there's a hodgepodge of of all of this. So I would say for me, I agree with a lot of what everybody was saying. Because and this is just key personally. He's not speaking for the Bible. He's not speaking for the Church of Blueprint. Amen. I agree. And so um, so I think um, when I'm praying in the Spirit, first of all, you got to look at what does the Spirit do. What are the characteristics of the spirit? And I think even Stephen alluded to that. You know what I mean? Like, in so like when you think about that, like so you can like maybe substitute spirit for like whatever the things of the spirit are in that moment, right? So like praying kindness, praying love, praying peace, pray with joy, pray with you know what I mean, long suffering, pray you know what I mean, pray and perseverance, so on and so forth. I think that's one way. And I also I agree when everybody's saying like. I think we go, we veer off the road when we start exalting certain gifts over other gifts. You know what I mean? And so, like, when you say, like, well, I'm, well, I have the, um, well, I have this gift, so that must mean that when I'm praying in, when you're praying, I'm praying in the spirit. Because that is a gift. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I got to just tackle this for one second. I'm yeah. trying to tackle four things at once. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm about to lose I'll my chat. train of thought. I'll, I'll chat with you. I'll chat with you offline, Christian. Yeah, so, um, sheesh, Lord help me. Um, so, yeah, so, if I'm, if I have the gift of, if I have the gift of, um, exhortation, and then, like, the spirit unctions me to exhort in my prayers, like, and then I look at, um, Matt and I'm, or in Jonathan, I'm like, well, he, he praying like this. He ain't praying in the spirit. You know what I mean? And I think, that can be a thing, and that's not of God, and that's not right. Um, I do believe it's kind of like what um, Darren and I think somebody else we were talking about how, like, even how the difference in preaching styles, right? 
There's a difference in preaching styles and like how amazing God is where he gives us all these different preachers and all of these different people that, um, that, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for that, um, communicate, thank you, communicate the word of God in all of these different and wonderful ways. Some might be boring to us and then they hit somebody like, oh man, it was a powerful word today. It's like, really? All he did was talk. You know what I mean? And then somebody else is like. Oh man, this was amazing. You know what I mean? And so, um, I think, I think you start there. I think you start with the spirit and not what you think and not what everybody is saying the spirit to be is what is the Lord say the spirit is. You know what I mean? And so you start there and how the spirit is working in your life. I mean, so I don't think there's a clear cut answer as to praying in the spirit for sure. Like everybody does this. When you're praying in the spirit, everybody does this. We don't see that. We don't see that with we don't see that with any of the gifts. You know what I mean? Like where it's like we're all doing this in this moment. You know what I mean? So um I'll just leave. I think a verse speaks to this really quickly. Uh Romans eight twenty six says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, Amen. but the Holy Spirit prays for us. That's right. With groanings that cannot be expressed in the Father knows our hearts. Mm-hmm. He knows what the Spirit is saying and pleads for the believers in harmony with God. Amen. Well, I think there, there is a harmony there between God and the Spirit as we connect Amen. with Him. So that was one of the reasons I asked, okay, well, what are we praying? Aren't we always praying in the Spirit? So, no. Oh, yeah. So, this, so, to, so to your question, to your question, no, you don't always have. No, so remember, um, the Bible even talks about the Bible even talks about um, people praying with wrong motives, and I almost wrote it down and I didn't. Lord, forgive me. Like with a whatever motive, uh, whatever motive, God is still glorified. Hold on, no, no, what? No, no, no. So like, you can pray with wrong motives, and God doesn't hear those prayers. Is what the scripture was saying. He's like, I'm not about to answer that. You're not even praying with the right intentions. Like, your motives are off in general. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's plenty of scriptures that definitely support that. Praying in the spirit. Like, even when it talks about um, a husband being mean to his wife, but he want to petition God. Like, I'm not hearing that. You can't possibly pray in the spirit. Like, you being a jerk to your wife. Like, no. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and so... I'm glad it makes sense. So on a <laughs> praise the Lord. So on a on a deeper level, you can pray. You can pray a miss. It talks about praying a miss and praying an error. You know what I mean? Like I literally prayed some stuff and it came to pass, and that is witchcraft. Like it was it was witchcraft, and it, it was not of God. Like I literally prayed. You can pray curses over people. You know what I mean? Because like, and that's a whole nother thing. But like, I it was not. Yes, and it was. Like, so you can, yes, there is a potential for you not to be praying in the spirit. And that is a whole nother conversation. Um, so just remember. So simply for me to to ensure that I'm praying in the spirit, I pray the word of God. I literally pray the word of God. Like, so whenever y'all hear me praying, it's filled with scripture because that's that's a part of that. So in like a simple basis, just pray the word of God and see where the Lord takes you after that. Um, gotta move on. Uh, I was gonna say what role does the spirit play in prayer, but we've hit those. So absolutely, helper. So Romans chapter eight, verse twenty six through twenty seven. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness. 
Thank you, Kalichi. But we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Thank you, um, thank you, uh, David. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because it makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Maybe this is even even more simplified. Praying in the Spirit is praying in the will of God. Um, oh, yeah. Since... Since we don't always know how to pray as we should, if we have the spirit in us and are led by that spirit, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, Paul says the spirit will make intercession for us. This means that although we do not always know exactly what we should be praying for, God knows our hearts by living in us. John chapter 17, verse 23. So no matter how clumsy Christians present their requests, And no matter how jumbled and confusing they are, God will always know what they are trying to say. Amen. Right? Right? Some people literally just go, "Mm, God, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? (laughs) Amen. 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 Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Through his spirit working in us, he has intimate knowledge of our hearts and minds. So, um, question, so who and what should we be praying about? Let's do this for the sake of time. Let's read Romans. Um, I love Romans. Let's read Matthew chapter six, verse nine through 13. <laughs> and if somebody, if you got it, just go ahead. and. Amen. Thank you for coming, bro. Really added. But yeah, uh, if you could text me something like, uh, does everybody go to the same church? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, Diamond goes. Diamond goes to another church, but she be there. I've been trying to find a church. Yeah, it's it's been hard because I actually like went to school, so it's like hard Mm. um, to hear like different things that are taught on different Sundays as far as the church that we visit with. So I mean, if if y'all know some, I mean, Scott has my number, so we've been like visiting trying to find a a church that's solid. yeah. Praise uh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you could come to Blueprint if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. If he got it, yeah, if he got it crazy, if he got it crazy, like, oh yeah, you should go over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she probably, she probably tell you to come on to the hot chair. No, he be listening to these podcasts. He be listening to these podcasts. Huh? Yeah, sure. Um, so anybody, um, anybody, um, got? No, no. Anybody got Matthew? Matthew chapter six, verse nine through thirteen. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. 
So reading that, who and what should we be praying about? Who should we praying be praying for? And what should we be praying about and for? Yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. The will of, your will be done. What else? That is in there. You're right, Christian. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but what duh. But like, But you're right. You're right. It says that right there. Thank you, man. Thank you. Go deeper. Go deeper. Mm. Forgiving others, uh, it says. Yeah. Uh, forgiving others, praying for other people. Yeah. Praying for the kingdom of God. Praying for uh, he's with, uh, the kingdom to be established on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like praying for each day for us to eat, even if it's yeah. food or whatever that daily bread may mean for you at that point in time. For let me just get a bread today, bread for a meal, and might be let be able to finish my day strong today. Yeah. And then also, I think another thing on here is like temptation. Like, do not lead us into temptation. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have to deal with something. It's like God just deliver me from it and help me when the evil one shows his ugly head. Let me capitate that day. Amen. But yeah. I notice mm-hmm. it says lead us. Yeah. Uh, so there's the us again. Yeah, I think that's that's good. Yeah, it's called the they call it the Lord's prayer, but really, whose whose prayer is it really? It's the disciples. It's the disciples' prayer. Yes, our prayer. You get a sense that he was praying that for himself too. He says, "I was going to the church." No, I think. Well, I would say. I would just say John 17 would be um, the Lord's prayer, like if we're to be like honest with ourselves. I mean, like that was his heart for us, John 17. No, I'm saying this. So I'm right I'm going to say no, just like because based off of like John 17, like yeah. like because we, if Jesus needs help being led not into temptation, like I mean, <laughs> I mean, he needed the Lord. He needed the Lord. He did. He is fully man, and he was fully God. Yeah. But no, I'm going to say John 17 would be for him. Um, and, what, and what has become known as the Lord's Prayer? Jesus Christ lays out for us a framework for praying to God. It is not a strict, inflexible format which we must adhere every time we come before God, Matthew 6, verse 7, but rather an excellent checklist of things we do need to take the time to pray about. We should be praying on a regular basis for, among other things, God's will to be done, our needs to be taken care of, the forgiveness of our sins, and deliverance from the evil one. Along with praying for others, it is vital to also pray for ourselves. I'll say that again because so many people. Along with praying for others, it is vital to also pray for ourselves. Our lives are filled with reminders that we can't make it on our own. It would be inconceivable to refrain from asking God for the help we so desperately require. So how often do you hear someone or even yourself say, I think it's selfish to pray for myself. I'm going to pray for other people, but I'm not going to pray for myself. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Like, pray for yourself. Pray for others and pray for yourself. Sometimes I have to pray to myself so I can pray for others. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll find myself throwing it in. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because it's 
Because what is prayer? Prayer is humility. You know what I mean? And even say, like, I'm going to pray for somebody else because they, they need it. You're, but I don't, like, I'm not going to pray for myself. Like, what? Because you don't need it? No, you need it too. Like, pray for yourself. It's not, it's not a humble thing not to pray for yourself. The enemy would love for us to think, oh, well, I'm being humble and I'm being, I'm not wasting God's time by praying for myself. I'm going to pray for other people because that's how my time is best spent. Like, you wanted his children too. Pray for yourself. Um, um, our God stands ready to provide us with the strength, wisdom, and courage we need to stand against our enemy. But he wants us first to come before him and ask for it. Um, so scriptures on prayer. Y'all ready? Y'all know? This is speed round? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote them, but if one of them sticks out to y'all and y'all wanna read it, I'm fine with that. First John chapter five verse fourteen. Second <laughs> Chronicles chapter six verse twenty-one. First John. Chapter five verse fourteen. Six twenty-one. Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. Jeremiah 29, verse 12. Matthew, chapter 26, verse 41. 41, excuse me. Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 8. Verse 8. Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter 17, verse 6. Psalm 102, verse 17. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Proverbs. Chapter 15, verse 29. If I know this group, I know we love this scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. First Thessalonians chapter five verse seventeen James chapter four verse three James chapter four verse three and James chapter five verse sixteen. So if anybody wants to read um, some of the stuff we we just said and wrote down, go for it. People who are called by my name will humble themselves 
pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins for their land. Amen. Romans 12, 12. Mm. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Mm. James 5, 6. Just care for one another and pray for one another. Prayer of righteousness. Great power. Philippians mm. 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Say it again. Lord is far from the wicked. Hear the prayer of the righteous. Amen. When you ask, when you ask, you do not receive. You may spend what you get. Romans twelve twelve. Be joyful. <coughs> Be joyful. Hope. Patient affliction. Amen. Yeah, that was kind enough to write a Why should we pray? Last two questions. Why should we pray? We need help. It's an act of our dependence. Because God will hear from heaven. I will hear if if they pray. Forgive their sins and One of the things, too, I mean, communication with God. Absolutely. Should we? Why should we pray? Hmm. So if we know, if we know why should we? If we know why we should pray, why don't we pray? What are some of the reasons why we don't pray? Pride. Pride. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pride is telling myself I can't go see the person where 
but you're humble it's like telling yourself I have to go see continuously every single time whenever I do that's where like you have to kind of be like kind of like when you're asking some telling somebody you're sorry about something like I'm sorry you don't like walk up to somebody if you're really apologetic about something and be like oh man sorry get over it like mm. you come back kind of you're, you bring yourself lower and then even speaking to why we don't pray is just I think part of it is an imperfect view like kind of what Pastor Morgan was saying like weakness is not it's understanding who we are and having a good view of who we are and a lot of times either I think too highly of myself or too lowly of myself mm-hmm. too highly in the sense of like man, I'm so busy I got too much stuff going on I got all this stuff I got to deal with it's like God understands anyway. He'll get it. He knows. He's, mm. He knows my mind. He knows. He knows. He knows. Mm. I'm good. He knows. And then too lowly of myself. It's like, man, I slipped up. I made a mistake. Boy, it's me. Boy, it's me kind of thing. And you say that, uh, what's the that character? Eeyore or mode or something like And it's just kind of like, so you bring yourself down to this point. And it's like, whenever we bring ourselves to middle ground and like yes I'm so low and even when you're flying high like you feel like you're in spirit and everything like good or you feel like you're good it's like still bring yourself to realize like yo if not for his grace and his mercy and his protection and all the other things that he's done for us I won't be flying high and like could have been it could be a lot worse it's like so it's like bring yourself back to that like, that's part of the reason I know for myself, whenever I don't bring that tone of, like, either I'm like, or the other side is like, I have all the time, but I just feel bad. Or, there's also the other part, it's just like, I don't feel like it. And to be honest, I don't know part of it. Like, it's like, I don't really want to pray. It's like, because it's just like, it's like, either I don't feel good, it's just like, hang on. Bottles up, um, like when we cry, he bottles up our tears and their liquid prayers. Absolutely, um, it is written. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But it's written. I think. I think there's some of it in, in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Even uh, imagery of the prayers of the saints being effective. Yeah. So God remembers. Amen. I, I think another thing that keeps us praying is idolatry. Mm. Um, just like the cares of people can choke out, you know, the truth of God's word can also choke out our prayer life. Mm-hmm. We're just harboring idols in our heart, you know, um, trying, trying to share all, share Jesus' heart with some, another idol. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm definitely not going to leave us on that little somber note of why don't we pray? So how so how do we so if we're not praying, how do we once again begin to pray? Or how does the Lord even grace us enough to even come back to the knowledge that we need to pray and therefore begin to pray? It's not just people who are necessarily like, and one of the things that I'm learning from seeing more and more is like, it doesn't have to be a Christian that forces me back in prayer life in the sense of like, I've had the experience where somebody was talking about something random and then it ignited something in me and I was like, it touched me so much where I was just like, why is this making me feel this way? And it's like, oh, that's why the spirit is like, like knocking on me, like screaming in my head, like, yo, in a minute, huh? Mm-hmm. You come back in, this cobwebs are getting a little bit too much in here. Mm-hmm. You need to start praying again. Like, or even just other people around me, just like talking about, I want to talk about stuff, and igniting that hump back in me. That's good. Amen. Um, our, our thorns, God's discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because God, you know, he yearns jealously for the spirit that he places within us. So God's never going to let us go so long and so far gone away from him without his loving, heavenly mm-hmm. discipline. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Like yeah, and, and then we have these weaknesses. And if you truly have the Holy Spirit, um, you can't be comfortable with those things. You mm-hmm. just have to come back to the Lord. Amen. Like, for instance, um, Psalm 23, where it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So, like, yeah, that rod is, that rod is, like, get back, get back over here. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah. yeah, he chases them. Yeah, if you, yeah. yeah, that's when you should, that's when you should be there. He chases those whom he loves, Scott. Absolutely. And not saying I'm posting about things that I fall about, things that I fall in, but sometimes, but you know, if I do, sometimes I feel stronger after I've repented about it, after I've you know prayed to God about it, you know, after I've confessed it to somebody, I feel stronger in my faith about you know whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I think to that point, like, uh, it's Psalm chapter 62 where David kind of talking about, you know, he said, I said, pray to the Lord in my distress, and not all, and he heard me, and he forgave the iniquity of my sin. I think that there's a gift of prayer also, like, when we actually repent of our sins of God, like, removes guilt from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I agree? Um, not to go back to something that hinders us from prayers. I guess to give yourself away to like because sometimes if you do something like sometimes you don't feel like God is going to do about it but you don't want to pray about it does that make sense mm-hmm. so, so yeah but God is like he makes you stronger really yeah. amen amen
I just want to say thank you all for um, these past three weeks for allowing me to come before y'all and just lead y'all in this message and be upstairs for hours on end trying to prepare a message for y'all and, and just trying to help equip y'all and not just y'all, but myself, of course. So, like, when I'm writing down these scriptures, like, they're, like, specific. Like, I'm I'm writing them down. Like, this, this isn't, like, just something I got off the internet. It's like, this is for this. There's for specific purposes. And um, like I said, when we first started, like, like what took place here tonight, like, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking through each and every single one of us and not for ourselves, not so that we can say, look at how, look how profound this person is. Look how much word this person knows. Oh, you could tell he went to school. You know what I mean? No, it's not, it's not that. It's not that. Like it's, it's so that we can be edified like one another. We're edifying one another. And, um, I just want to give a special shout out just to um to Diamond and, and to Star um not Star Angel excuse me Diamond and Angel who just come just thanklessly like every week like we're doing this like we're 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 making food for y'all da 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 da, da this and that person provides like yeah you know I mean like and it is. It is, it is, and so we're not even like really applauding y'all. We're applauding the Holy Spirit that lives within inside of y'all. You know what I mean? Just to, and I'm not about to cry, so shut up. <laughs> I just looked at you and almost started crying. But <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's been happening lately. I've just been like this emotional crying lately. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. But like, I just, it's not even, but. But that's just, but y'all are, y'all are a remnant of what our missional community is like where people, they do things and they don't look around like y'all better thank me for this. And like, it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that is done. And I just wanted to highlight y'all today. Cause like week in and week out, like y'all here early, y'all leave late. Y'all don't matter. It don't matter who, who chipped in that week, who didn't chip in that week. Like, you know what I mean, like for lack of a better term. Like you're an example to all of us where it's for lack of a better term, don't this is not derogatory. But y'all know y'all role and y'all live in that. You know what I mean? And y'all revel in it. It's like this is what we do, this is what we do for this group or at least in this realm. I'm sure y'all have other gifts, but this is what y'all do. And I just really want to say thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I love each and every last single one of y'all. Um so let's pray. Let's pray. Yes, let's pray. God, um, you are so real because we see you in your creation. We see you in your people. We see you in your um, your love, how other people are expressing um, your love through you're expressing your love through people. You're expressing your um, your kindness towards us, your mercy towards us through people, Lord God, through um, your children, Lord God. We are the bride of Christ. We are on the battlefield for the Lord, Lord God. And we say thank you, Lord God, that we are not just on the battlefield, but we are on the winning side. We can't thank you enough for that because it is you who have made us and not we ourselves. And where your word says that, um, you know, it says, you know, what can you say to what can the, um, the potter, the clay say to the potter? You know, what can the pot 
say to the maker where it says like, look, you chose me for this. You chose me for that. I want to be chosen for this. But Lord God, you chose us for your glory. You show, you chose us for um a, a greater purpose, Lord God. And we just say thank you so much. We will be doing not you, but ourselves a disservice by not living up to our full potential. And it is only through you that we can live through our full potential. Lord God, where I was listening to this song and this is, I mean, but it's it's true where the song was saying, like, now I'm free and I'm free to be me. Like, there's no more chains because of what Christ has done. We're, we're you know, where the, uh, the world would love for us to think like, oh, man, they're so boring. They're so this. They're so lame. They're this and that. No, we are now free to be our true selves and we can only be our true selves in you. And that is what you want for us. You're so good. You're so awesome, Lord God. So cause us, cause us, remind us, Lord God, press upon our heart ever the more, Lord God, to live for Christ. I shall live and for Christ, I shall die. Lord God, when we we wake up every morning, we putting on the full armor of God, not so that we can be proud and say, look, we don't sin in this way anymore, but we can say, look at what the Lord has done and look at what the Lord is doing. And I want him to be made famous in the earth where it says, um, when the scripture talks about, um, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may prove what is that good and perfect will of God. It is for you, Lord God. We want to live for you, Lord God. So cause us to pray. Cause us to supplicate. Cause us to petition, Lord God. Not just for ourselves, but for others. And not just for others, but for ourselves as well. Lord God, we need you. We need you. Oh, we need you. Every hour, we need you, Lord God. Lord God, give us a special anointing to do your will as we're going out, as we're going out to our, you know, respective um, battlefields and our respective mission fields, Lord God. And um, more specifically, when when Darren and Christian and, and whomsoever, whomsoever else will be out there with them on that day, Lord God, that you will be there, Lord God, that you'll give them a fresh anointing, Lord God, and that you will give even more grace. And well, that's what your word says. It said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And um, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. So as we are doing these things, as we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power unto salvation. Lord God, let us do this knowing that we have already won, that you are already victorious, that the enemy is a defeated foe. He is a roaring lion without any teeth, Lord God, that he is defeated, Lord Lord God, and you have won the grave. You have you have conquered sin, hell, death in the grave, Lord God. Where your word says, um, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. The only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Lord God, you it, it, that I love that scripture, Lord God, because you're not it's not you don't see our faults, Lord God. You see your son. It says now unto him who is able to present you faultless. Before his presence. And you don't just present us faultless. But you present us faultless before your very holy presence. Untainted presence. Before you were presented holy. And you say that you do it. You do it with exceeding joy. Like you're more than happy to do it. You're more than willing to do it. You're so happy to do it. Where you said. Where your word says. It says. It is written in your word where it says. 
Um, come, let us reason together. For though your sins were as scarlet, we I will make them white as snow. Lord God, this is not... You're not doing this, but grudgingly, you love us better than you love us better than this earthly love that we've that we've come to know. You love us, Lord God, beyond words. You love us so, so very much. You for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord God, let us let this be the cry of our hearts. Let this be what is on our minds day in and day out, wanting to please you, taking off every bit of pride, every bit of offense, Lord God, that is not that is not in direct defense of the kingdom of God. Lord God, let us set our minds on higher things, Lord God. For your glory, we will do anything just to see you and behold you as our king. For your glory, Lord God, we love you and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in your precious son Jesus' name we pray, and we count it done. Amen. Amen. Thank you all again. Thank you for reminding us that Satan doesn't. No, man, he's he's just he's a phony, man. He's a phony. Toothless demon. Praise God. He ain't got teeth. He got fangs. Come on, man. Full hair. <laughs> I, I didn't get it. The point is, God is God is greater than anything that the enemy can do. Neither height nor depth can separate us from the love of God. Yes, that the gates of hell will not prevail against any of this stuff. If we have been given authority, we have been given authority to trample over serpents and, and scorpions. Thank you, Lord. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.